Hello all and welcome back to 3 Got Game Sports Podcast. I'm your host Ryan and I got my co-host today, Matt and G. How you guys doing today? Doing great, man. Doing great. Tiring weekend. Had one of my closest friend's weddings. A lot of fun. Just still recovering. How about you, Matt? I'm doing well. I'm happy to be back here with you guys and I uh, can't wait to get this going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same thing here. Rough night, G. Played some uh, football last night. Played for a semi-professional football team. You got our asses whooped, 40 to 16. Don't really want to get into that. Uh, yeah, it was a tough game. First, first game back after two games, I was injured last week, and I couldn't make the previous week because I was in Florida, but ready to get back into it. All right. So let's get into uh, our topics today. So first, we're going to go over our the NBA and uh, what happened the past few nights with the uh, the playoffs and the games and our first round predictions? So, guys, your thoughts? I know the uh, the Celtics played uh, what, last night or the night before. Last night, last night, and they got they lost to Brooklyn. Yeah. You guys, their thoughts on this? Um, well, um, before we get into Boston, first um, shout out shout out to um, Memphis for beating Golden State a couple of nights prior to make the eight seed. I know everybody wanted to see Steph in the playoffs, but I want to give a quick shout-out to John Morant. You know, Valanchunas, the Grizzlies, that young team, they got a lot of good players. Happy for them to get in the eight seed, even though maybe most of the fans are upset because they wanted to see Steph. Well-deserved. They earned it. Talking about Boston, I mean, Matt, we were texting last night. Boston looked good at halftime, and uh, we were just like, well, here comes the dreaded third quarter <laughs> that we all know and love with Boston. And right on cue, halftime adjustments, nothing. Brooklyn goes on a run. They pull away. Typical Boston story. I had one of my uh, closest friends text me. I kept asking, was like, who's also a Boston fan, I'm like, what's going on with these third quarters? And he's like, you know what? I think Brad Stevens may just have a college mentality. He just thinks, hey, we just played two halves. I guess we won. <laughs> and then just forgets that there's another – third and fourth quarter it's not like college where there's a first and second half and i'm like maybe i don't know but i mean you know brooklyn's talent you figured we're gonna shine through i watched watching the game you saw kd struggling early you know Kyrie and james hard they couldn't really shoot i think they started 0 for 10 and three pointers and seeing boston only up by a handful of points was nerve-wracking because you know those three guys who are three future hall of famers are going to get it going at least one of them at one point. And we, I think they only played together eight times during the season, but that's just too much talent. And when they aren't making shots, you have to punish them. A team like that, you got to punish them. We didn't. Jason Tatum struggled from the field. I know he had 22 points, but he struggled. And Brooklyn, eventually their talent shined through and just overcame us. I don't know. Matt, what about you, man? Yeah, you pretty much took the words right out of my mouth. Um, I mean, obviously, Celtics did good early on, but at the same time, Nets struggled from the field. Like, KD did not shoot well, neither did Kyrie Harden. And um, and the big issue I had was Kemba Walker. He struggled. I think he was, like, 3 for 16 before getting those garbage-time baskets, but they got to figure something out for him because every time, every time they play defense, like, whether – it's Kyrie or Harden, even even KD. Like they're just gonna go at whoever Kemba's guarding, and and that was an issue in last year's playoffs. And right now, it's an issue. And obviously, I predicted before the series 
catcher and sweep the Celtics, and despite the Nets still beat them by 11 points, so I don't know how much better this is going to get. A real quick uh, shout-out, though, Matt, one bright spot to uh, the Time Lord, a.k.a. Robert Williams. Dude had nine blocks for us last night, so I'm not going to say everybody played bad, but it's going to uh, be no, rough. Him man. and uh, Tristan Thompson, they both played tremendous. And I'm not a big Tristan Thompson fan or the signing, but he played really well last night. I'll give you that. But I'm with you. I don't know what the heck we're going to do this series. I just don't want to get yeah. swept. <laughs> and it would be a big win if we can just win one. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, let's go over uh, last night's games. Uh, we had uh, a few upsets and a few, you know, well-predicted games. Uh, let's go over the upsets. Uh, Denver beats Portland. and I mean, Portland beats Denver, sorry. And then uh, Dallas beats uh, the Clippers. Uh, your thoughts on these games, guys? Um, you know, gee, let's go start with you. Well, I'm going to say this. I know technically, like, you know, those, um, you know, we had upsets. I'm going to say real quick for the West, this is the most parity I've seen in a long time between – injuries and players and, and the teams have been so evenly matched. You know, even Utah is a one seed. That's not really the sh- – it might be the weakest one seed. No disrespect. They're a good team. But they're probably one of the weakest one seeds I've seen in a long time. And you got Phoenix as a two seed, a nice, young, good upstart team. Um, but, you know, they're playing the Lakers today who are a seven seed. And I think most people are probably thinking the Lakers are going to still pull up that series. I'll say this, though. One upset that I do definitely think was a big upset, Dallas beating the Clippers. Um, before the playoffs started, I think I my prediction was I think the Clippers are going to get out the West. I don't want it to happen. I love teams like Dallas and Portland. I'm a big Doncic and Damian Lillard fan. But um, yesterday watching that Dallas-Clippers game, it was you knew Luka was going to do work the guy is a bona fide superstar 22 years old he's already arguably a top five player he's definitely top 10 um dude is just phenomenal but seeing the others show up you know like tim hardaway and finney smith hitting five threes um hardaway jr i should say not his dad um (laughs) finney smith of hitting five threes and their bench showing up big. I mean, the role players, they came and they needed to play, which was huge because you saw the Clippers were doubling Luka most of the second half, especially the fourth quarter. They were trapping him at half court. And what made it even bigger is Porzingis was awful. The guy couldn't hit the broad side of a barn for the most part. He couldn't shoot. He's supposed to be their second star. And for them to win without him even producing, basically – I think it's a big confidence booster for the um, Mavericks. And, man, my prediction could go down in round one if Dallas' role players can keep this energy and play like this. Who knows? But I'd love to see it, even if I'm wrong. (laughs) Uh, What's up, Matt? What do you think? Yeah, that was a pretty big upset, Mavs being the Clippers. Uh, Obviously, Luka is is an up-and-coming superstar. Could be be the best player in the league in a couple years. Wouldn't surprise me to see that. But I'm more concerned about the Clippers. I mean, Kawhi, Kawhi had a good game yesterday. Paul George played decent, but the other guys around them, they struggled. Like, they struggled to make shots, and they just had a tough time defending. 
Like they they doubled on Luca every time, and when when you double, like there's gonna be a guy wide open for three, and if the, and they gotta figure that part out. Like try to contest with guys like Finney Smith and Tim Hardaway Jr. Because if they're gonna have time to shoot, like they're gonna make it most of the time. But I still believe that the Clippers will just. I think uh, I think they were a little rusty to begin with. Like they were down 15 early, so. So I think next game they're going to come out firing and win game two. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I don't know much about the NBA and really get a chance to watch the games. You know, I was playing my own game. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it looks like – I mean, I feel like it's going to be a battle between the Clippers and Dallas. You know, you got great, uh, great players on both teams. And <clears throat> it's going to come down to the wire, I feel you know, a 4-3 game or a 4-2, you never know. And again, with uh, Portland and Denver, uh, you just – you can't uh, predict what, you know, Damian Lillard is going to do. He he can go off on some games. He cannot. And he's going to make it competitive, especially, you know, we were talking the other day – I mean, just earlier about how you said that Jamal Murray was out. So, you know, Portland can take advantage of that and uh, they can run away with the series. So – you know, it's going to be interesting. And yeah. then um, the other game, uh, other two games, like we just talked about the Celtics and Brooklyn, but the – the sorry, the uh, Milwaukee and Miami. Overtime. Oh, we didn't even, yeah, we didn't even get to that game actually. Yeah, yeah. overtime. Um, you know, Giannis and, and Jimmy Butler and, and, and them over there, it's, I feel like that's going to be another tight series. For What's sure. Thoughts? Um. Which one do you want to go? I don't think we got into depth in the Blazers game. Do you want to start with uh, Milwaukee or what do you guys want to talk? I'm, I'm just I'm going to shoot you guys both. Me, I'm going to shoot both my games right now. I'm going to start with the Blazers because I was gonna I was gonna go there anyway. Um, you mentioned right Brian already Jamal Murray being out. He's been out for a while. It's going to hurt them. I think. Um, I mean, I know that Denver has the uh, MVP or soon-to-be MVP, I think, in everyone's consensus opinion, Jokic. They got good depth. I mean, you know, Michael Porter Jr. is a guy that's coming into his own. You know, um, they got that guy, Compazzo, they brought over from Europe, who guy can play. He's not bad. He can. He's a very crafty guy, Aaron Gordon, who they brought in from Orlando and during the trial. And one of the Morris brothers – no, not Morris brothers, I'm sorry. And, um, you know, you got guys like Paul Millsap and uh, Jeff Green off the bench. They're – they're solid players, but I think that the star power of Lillard and McCollum is going to be too hard to overcome. And Portland's team is solid, too. I mean, you have Nurkic, who had a nice double-double, 16-12, and 12, very efficient. Damian Lillard did what Damian Lillard does, man. 34 points, 13 assists. Early, he was distributing. He had, like, early assists in the first quarter. Mello was on five game I think he started like five of six hitting his first four threes had 15 points and what really what it comes down to I think in this series and why I think the Blazers are going to win is they have closers and I don't know if Denver has a closer Jamal Murray was their closer before he got hurt as great as Jokic is he's more of a um, team player big man he could score and whatnot but he's like he likes to distribute you can't just put him and be like, hey, listen, go get me a bucket. You know what I mean? He's not that kind of guy. He can score, but you got Damian Lillard. You have 
CJ McCollum, who you can literally just give him the ball and say, okay, guys, go make this happen. And Dame Lillard did that last night. Fourth quarter, second half, absolutely took over scoring. He distributed early, and they ran away with it. Um, that Miami-Milwaukee series, that to be is probably going to be the most hotly contested, interesting series in the first round. And watching that from start to finish, let's, let's just get the obvious out the way. Uh, Jimmy Butler and Giannis both struggled mightily. Two of the best players in the team on for their respective teams both struggled. I, ha- I don't have the stat sheet in front of me. Oh, yeah. I'm so four, Jimmy Butler was 4 of 22. 22. 22, Holy. yeah. Yeah. Yep. And Giannis could not hit his free throws, especially when they mattered. He got called for a 10-second call taking too long, which barely gets called anymore for taking too long to shoot a free throw. Yeah, he was 6 for 13. Awful. Awful. And a lot of those misses came in, the, in a critical fourth quarter. But I'll give um, Jimmy Butler credit for sending it to overtime with a clutch layup. Um, but otherwise, big shot by Chris Middleton. Um, I think that this series is going to be very hotly contested. And side note, there's a lot of pressure on Giannis, I think. He needs to make a deep playoff run. All those regular season MVP awards don't mean squat if you cannot perform in the postseason. And every postseason, they build a wall around him. And they try to make others beat him. And if he can't get it done, then he's going to get a lot of heat on him. And well-deserved, honestly, even though he's a great player. Matt? Yeah, uh, I completely agree with you, G. I mean, you made every point that I wanted to make. But I'm going to make it short and sweet. Like, with Portland and Denver, I think Denver's really going to miss Jamal Murray, especially in the fourth quarter. Like, crunch time is usually – when you put the ball in your guard's hands or, or small forwards, like someone who can create a jump shot themselves. And as much as I love Jokic and he's the MVP and everything, he's not a guy you can just give the ball in the premier, like you pointed out, and just say, okay, create your own shot, make the big jumper. So, and I think Portland, they have all their guys. Like Damien, Dame went off in the fourth quarter and, and yeah, they, you got a big win in game one. And then with uh, Miami and Milwaukee, I mean, it's a rematch of last year's uh, Eastern Conference semifinals where the Heat just completely scorched uh, Giannis. Like, they just built a wall around him, made sure he he took jump shots or if he got to him, like, they would foul him and make him make his free throws. But the big difference with Milwaukee this year is Drew Holiday. Like, they finally have another guy who can create their own shot or distribute for others. Like they don't have to depend on Giannis and Chris Middleton for everything on offense now. So it's like, that's a big key. And uh, I think this is going to be an exciting series. Like the big thing is Jimmy Butler, as much as he struggled, they only lost by two. He only shot four for 22. And then, uh, but at the same time, Giannis missed too many big free throws that would have just put the game away with like five minutes to go. That's, that's how bad it was. We'll see what happens. Should be good. Yeah. Um, my thoughts on the games. Like I said, it's going to be close. Uh, looking at the stats with the uh, Miami and Milwaukee. Yeah, Jimmy Butler did struggle, and so did Giannis at the free throw line. I know his first game jitters. I I know they'll pick it. They'll pick it up. They got other supporting players to help him out. Um, and then the Portland Denver game. It's Dame time, guys. It's Dame time. All right? Just just know that. And with Jamal Murray being out, it's going to be a struggle for Denver. All right, guys. First round, I mean, so far we just saw the first four games. 
What are your guys' first round predictions? How do you think all the uh, the games are going to go for the first round? Matt, uh, Matt, we'll start with you. Yeah, so Heat Bucks. I think Bucks are going to get their revenge. They're going to win in six. Mavs Clippers. I know Clippers struggled game one, but like I said, I think they're going to bounce back. They're going to win, win in six as well. Nets Celtics. Pains me to say, Nets are just going to sweep them. They played awful yesterday, and they still won by 11. And I, I just can't see the Celtics beating them unless, unless the Nets have, like, the worst game of their career and Celtics do everything perfectly. And Blazers-Nuggets, I think no Jamal Murray is going to hurt the Nuggets too much, and the Blazers are going to win in five. And Wizards-76ers, I think that's a 76ers in five. I think Russell Westbrook will have one game where he will go off, but – Bradley Beal is still dealing with the ailing hamstring, so that's so that's going to hurt the Wizards a lot. And then Lakers Suns, I've I've always wanted to pick the Suns in my head, but I just think with LeBron and AD, I can't see the Lakers losing. So I think Lakers are going to win in seven for that one. Hawks Knicks, I think Hawks are going to win this in five. I don't think the Knicks have any. Any uh, playoff experience? I mean, neither do the Hawks, but but I think overall talent-wise, and especially with how the coach of the Hawks is done, I think Hawks are the better team and they'll win five. And then Memphis-Utah, that's going to be an interesting series because, as people forget, Donovan Mitchell is coming back from a sprained ankle, and that takes a while Mm -hmm. to recover from. So if he's playing at 50%, that could be an upset alert, but but in the end, I think he'll play. I think he'll 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 get his baskets. So I think Utah will win in six. All right, G. What's what's your predictions? All right. Well, let's see. Great point on Utah, Memphis. Um, I think Utah wins, and weirdly to say, a tough five game series. I think all the games are going to be close. I think they'll just end up pulling at it. Out in five. Agree with you on the Clippers, man. As much as I want to see Dallas win it, I think the Clippers will right the ship, come back, and win the series. I think this one goes a distance. I think Clippers will win in seven. I think Dallas is a little bit better last year. Luke uh, Doncic, um, you know, is healthier. You know, um, Porzingis got hurt last last year in this series, and they still lost in six. I think they'll push him to seven. Um, agree with you, uh, Denver, Portland. I'll give Denver a little bit more respect. Um, I think Portland in six. Uh, but I think Portland, um, even though that's considered an upset, the seeding, I think Portland right now is going to be the better team. They're healthier, which is big, and I think that's what's going to happen. Um, Philadelphia and Washington. With you, Matt, uh, I got the Sixers in five. I do think there's going to be that one Russell Westbrook game and Bradley Beal where they just go crazy. They'll seal a game, and that'll be that. Knicks-Atlanta. I'm going to go the Knicks in seven. I think this is another series that goes the distance. I think New York will take it in the end. Um, you know, Thibs has done a great job coaching all year. This is a pick series to me. I'm just – my gut feeling just says New York. Um, you know, Randall and those guys, I think they've been playing well. So the Hawks, but it's going to be interesting. Um, Milwaukee, Miami, I agree with you, Matt. I'm going to go in six as well. Milwaukee gets the revenge. They advance in six games. Um, that's going to be in a series that 
Actually, I'm rem- I'm amending that. That's going seven. Milwaukee and Miami seven game series. Milwaukee wins in seven. I think that's going to be arguably the best. Probably might be the best series in the first round. A lot of good game- basketball is going to be played. Brooklyn, Boston. I want to say sweet, but I'm going to give us one game, Matt. I'm just hoping I'm right. I think uh, I think Tatum's got like a 40, 50 piece in him, and Kemba can maybe turn to cardiac Kemba for a game, and hopefully we take one. But I'm going to go 4 1 just to give my team a little love, take a game, <laughs> and uh, we'll go 4 1 there. And the one, and I left the Lakers and Suns purposely for last because I've been wanting to pick, I've been not wanting, I've been thinking I'm going to pick the Lakers, but. <laughs> You know what? F it, man. I'm going Phoenix. I'm Let's gonna go, go Phoenix. I'm gonna go Phoenix. I'm gonna go Phoenix in six. And in six. Wow. In six. Ooh. I'm gonna go wow. Phoenix in six. I know. I'm gonna go Phoenix in six. And um I just I don't know. I'm I'm and it's a question of the health of LeBron and A D. I just you know, if they look healthy, I'm going to look real stupid. I'll come on this show. Even if they lose and they look healthy, I'll probably switch my pick. But um, I'm going to stick to Phoenix in – nope, Phoenix in seven. Changing it already. Phoenix in seven. <laughs> Phoenix in seven, but Phoenix wins the series. That's me. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Good predictions, G. All right. Let's start at the top. Utah, Memphis. Um same thing going off gut feeling here. Let's go Utah in six, uh, 4-2. Let's go Clippers-Dallas. I think Dallas pulls this out in six games. They beat Clippers, they, you know, 4-2. Uh, Denver-Portland, uh, I feel like, I guess I think it's Dame time. They win it in five, 4-1. I'll leave the Lakers and, and Phoenix for last. Let's go Philadelphia-Washington, Uh Five games, Philly, Philly wins this in four. Four to one. Uh, New York, Atlanta. Now, I always believe that whoever, whoever, what team, whichever team has the most momentum going to the playoffs, it's going to ride it through the playoffs. Knicks have been playing so well. They're getting their feet wet. They're starting to get chemistry. They're going to either going to sweep it or they're going to win in five. Knicks win it in mm-hmm. five. Uh, Milwaukee, Miami. Uh, Milwaukee gets revenge. They win it in five. And Brooklyn, Boston. I'll give Boston a game. All right, they win it. Uh, Brooklyn wins it in five. And then Phoenix, LA. I'm a big LeBron mm-hmm. fan, but what? it's the t- it's the team who has played throughout the season together. Uh, Anthony Davis, LeBron are out. You know, I, I know they, they just started playing again, but Phoenix wins this in seven. It comes down to who has played and who has the most chemistry throughout the season. I'm sorry, LeBron. I know I'm a big LeBron mm-hmm. fan, but you got to give it to the better team. All right, now moving on. Uh, Julio Jones, big topic in the NFL. Uh, I know that he has a couple of trade destinations, one being the Patriots. Matt, that's big for you. We'll start off with you. What do you think? What's your thoughts on this Julio Jones situation? I don't know what Julio is thinking. Um, I don't know if he saw Cam Newton play last year. He couldn't throw the ball down the field. So, And I know they were in the same draft class here, and they played in the same conference. They're 
from generally the same area. The thing Cam's from Georgia, Julio's from Alabama, so they're very familiar with one another, and I think they both have mutual respect for each other. And also, they play in the same uh, division for for ten years, so so they're very familiar with one another, and I think they both have mutual respect for each other. But obviously, if uh, Julio goes to the Patriots, I don't know how that'll work because. Julio is a deep threat, and Cam cannot throw the ball down the field. So, like, as much as intriguing as this would be, I don't know if that would be the perfect fit for him. Now, the team I actually had in mind for a while when uh, when the whole Julio trade saga was going on is the Tennessee Titans. Now that they lost Corey Davis and Johnny Smith, like, they need another receiver on the other side of uh, A.J. Brown. And and that offensive system and and Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball, like he's going to get a lot of looks, especially since AJ Brown's the one that's going to be double teamed. What yeah, yeah. Kind of G? Um, I like you. Um, first thing I thought of was why. I was thinking like Julio. Um, I don't know if you realize, but Tom's not in New England anymore, so. Uh, not sure if you really want to go there, but, you know, for all the reasons you mentioned, plus I'm going to throw this out there, Matt, too. I think they worked out together in the summer. So maybe Julio or lately, I should say, I don't know if it's technically summer yet, but um, maybe he saw something in their offseason workouts that maybe besides their friendship that maybe Cam's arm for your sake, I hope is a little bit livelier, you know, and it looks better and maybe, and I agree with you in terms of being a deep threat, but I think even if Cam, can't push it down the field like he once could. Just having a guy like Julio on your team is always going to be a benefit, no matter who your quarterback is. You just got to find a way to get that man the ball, whether it's, you know, quick bubble screens, screens, slants, in routes, even if you can't hit it deep. That presence is always going to be a good uh, thing to have on your team. You know, with him, you know, the Patriots are probably going to run double tight end sets with Jonu Smith and uh, Hunter Henry. You know, adding him to the fold, I think, would make the Patriots viable and, and dangerous again. I think that you guys could possibly, if Cam can regain some form, because if Cam can't play well with Julio and two great tight ends and he's still struggling, and I think his career is pretty much done. That's just my opinion. If he can't do it, like last year, we'll give him a pass because, you know, he struggled with the lack of weapons. We all saw the good, like, not do as well. And people thought he was washed after his last year in New England because he had no weapons. So we'll give, even though Ray looked infinitely better than Cam, but we'll give him a pass a little bit because of the lack of weapons. If Cam can't do it this year, and I think his career is pretty much done. You know, they've replenished the wide receiver position in the tight ends and you add Julio, you know, it'll be good. But um, the team I want to see him go to, and I think he, I think should be like, uh, if they want to make their uh, star quarterback happy, and maybe want to stay. Uh, Green Bay, hello. Pick up the phone. What do you guys want for Julio? Hey, Rogers, listen, I know you're mad right now, and we haven't really done right by you in the last few years or ever. If we get Julio, you know, pairing with Devontae, uh, would you, wouldn't you love to be around that? Yes. Um, make the call. Do it. Please, Green Bay, I'm begging you. Hello. It's Julio Jones. I mean, come on. But I also love your uh, Tennessee argument. I think with Tannehill losing Corey Davis, it would be a great fit for that offense, especially with that ground and pound attack. You know, a lot of play action. You can see Julio getting a lot of deep touchdowns. And I think Tannehill will probably look for him in the red zone, unlike Matt Ryan. 
Yeah. Matt and, uh, and to go on top of the Julio to Patriots situation, you know Bill's motto, the best ability is availability. And point. Julio Jones has not been healthy the last couple of years. Like, he's missed too many games, and I know that's something Bill's willing to give up and pay for because he's due 15 mil a year the next two or three years. So I don't know if that's a Bill Belichick move, but this is a new Bill Belichick we're seeing. So anything can happen, especially with all these signings he made that that never happened. Like, mm-hmm. After he saw Tom Brady win that Super Bowl, he's trying to win one himself, and he's doing mm-hmm. everything he can to go all in right now. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, those are all pretty good predictions. Uh, Green Bay has a calorie, uh, cap space of $37 million and plenty of enough room to fit Julio in, which is great for Gigi and, and the Packers. Oh, we won't do um, it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you always screw that up. Yeah, we won't um, do it. Patriots only have a $15 million cap. It's going to be tough. They're going to have to move some places around. Uh, but you know Bill Belichick, he'll always get it done. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm reading this article, the Falcons Wire USA Today. You know, they got seven potential teams. I'm just going to run through it real quick. They got the Patriots at the top. Could be, potentially be a good fit for him. Uh, I feel like Bill Belichick uh, and uh, Josh McDaniels always have something up their sleeve, especially with their the, uh, a star player. Um, then they got Arizona. I feel like if you put – too many like star receivers or t- star players on one team is just going to clash, and it's just not good. It's not good for the chemistry of the team. Um, you would love to see that, but I just don't think it works out. Uh, Sam Fran, they got a three, good fit. Uh, they got Debo Samuel, they got Mohamed Sanu, teammate from the Falcons back in the day when they went to the Super Bowl. Could, could be a good fit. We'll see. Uh, they got Cleveland Browns. Again, too many star receivers. It's going to clash. Then they got the Colts. The Colts, yes, good coach. They got Carson Wentz. I feel like, you know, if you go there, you got T.Y. And you put Julio on the other side, it's going to be a good clash. I think I feel like that's the best fit for Julio in the long run. Can't forget but, uh, Michael Pittman, too. Yeah, true. He's an up-and-coming receiver. And then they got the Jets. We'll see. Uh, you just never know in New York. It's a good market for Julio. I know we just got Corey Davis. We still got Denzel Mins, and, and we just got Elijah Moore. So it's up in the air. Uh, young quarterback, new coach. I wouldn't. I personally, as a, a veteran, I wouldn't go there, uh, yeah. just because it's a, it's a new system, and you don't really want to start over. You want to really like take off with a team that's going to be on the path to going to the playoffs in the Super Bowl. And then Jacksonville last again, new coach, new quarterback. You know, it's just not good. I don't feel like it's going to work out. But I feel like the Colts and Tennessee, too. I think uh, you brought up a good point uh, with Tennessee and Tannehill and them losing Corey Davis. And that, uh, you know, they've been striving the last couple of years. So, again, a good fit. But it's all up to Julio. And, it, again, the guys, it's a business. You know, it's not just, hey, Cam, I'll play with you, all right? It's got to work out with the team, too, and the organization. If they can fit calorie spas- uh, calorie cap- salary, 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 cap- <laughs> <laughs> salary cap space, uh, it's a business. Everyone has to know that. Bro, uh, I got to I gotta it, tell you, man, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I actually agree with you now. I didn't even – I forgot about the Colts. I actually do think that's the best fit. Also, yeah. you know, 
not playing cold weather in New England for a guy who's gotten injured, um, being in a dome, you know, climate controlled place like he's used to, um, might be a little better for him too. And, you know, being there with Carson Wentz with a great offense and, you know, with those guys like T.Y. and, and Michael Pittman, they do need a number one receiver. And I think he would be perfect. So I got to give you props for that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Um, oh, and another team, the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, That's okay. another yeah. one, yeah. Yeah, they really need a number one receiver for like, – even if Lamar struggles throwing the ball down the field, just like you pointed out with the Patriots, just his presence, he's going to draw so many eyes on him that it'll leave room for guys like Marquise Brown. I think they – they re-signed uh, Willie Sneed? I think um, so, yeah. Yes, they have yeah, Marquise Brown, Willie Sneed, and Mark Andrews, who's who's a top five tight end right now. So yeah. it'll it'll get a lot of opportunities for them to be great pass catchers. So that's another team in mind that I just completely forgot about. Yeah. No, yeah. A good choice. I mean, Julio has a bunch of choices that he wants to go to. We'll see if the Falcons want to trade him. It's just going to come down to a business, guys. All right. Uh, guys, I enjoyed this podcast talking about the NBA playoffs and uh, some football. Uh, you know, thank you, guys, thank you all for listening. Subscribe and like our podcast, and uh, we'll see you next time. All right, guys? All right, always guys. a pleasure, boys. Yeah. Take care. All right. Have a good one. Later.